Welcome into this special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Also, the YouTube page, YouTube.com. If you're looking for some of the content that you might have missed on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, check out the YouTube page, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Well, this is a dark day for professional wrestling and for pro wrestling fans because usually after WrestleMania, there are a number of cuts that are made. And it's almost a rite of passage that when WrestleMania is done, there's going to be some releases. But with COVID-19 taking place, you knew there's going to be some cuts, but I didn't expect this many cuts. Before we go through the names, and we're going to hear from a number of former and current WWE superstars, it has been quite the 2020 for Vince McMahon, hasn't it? There's so many things involving him, and we're not even through the month of April. As we record this on the 15th of April uh, on Wednesday night after AEW and NXT went off the air. Um, you look at the XFL with Vince McMahon, where Vince wanted to be able to rekindle the XFL, having another football league. And those that are in the NFL or those around football circles believe it's a good idea to be able to have another league in the spring because at some point, those football players from the XFL will find them their way into the NFL. And at the beginning, it was successful. It had ratings across the uh, networks of ESPN and Fox and ABC, things were going well, but then the action wasn't so good. And people were not familiar with some of these football players. And the action, they just started to wane. So it was successful at the beginning. And then just like the last time the XFL was around in the early 2000s, it started to go downhill. And then, of course, COVID-19 happens. And so the season was postponed. And there were question marks after the postponement whether or not there would be an XFL in 2021. Everyone was silent. Everyone was hush-hush. And just to take a step back further, Vince McMahon made it very clear in his XFL press conferences that the XFL and the WWE would be separate enterprises, separate businesses. And I always looked at that with a side eye because with Vince McMahon having to take, what, $300 million out of his own money via the stock and put into the XFL, there's just no way that these two entities could be separate. Sure, there wasn't going to be like a Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing commentary or you wouldn't see The Rock in at you know the middle of the field for an XFL game. But my point is, is that... For Vince McMahon to say that there was separation between the WWE and XFL, we come to find out from Darren Ravel that that was not true. That the WWE money uh, was funded by the XFL and they were not separate. So you check Darren Ravel on Twitter on that, but that was not true. But ultimately, COVID-19 with the suspension of the league and then come find out there won't be an XFL in 2021. They They have suspended their operations. So all the coaches, all the players, all the personnel, it's just done. The XFL, the dream of the XFL is done. Vince tried, but it's done. So that was a hit financially, clearly, right? Having to suspend that. And then with COVID-19, 
the WWE could not have the WrestleMania that they wanted in Tampa, Florida. More than likely, it was going to be either close to being sold out or sold out in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. And because of the virus, there was not 60, 70,000 people in Tampa. There was not the extracurricular finance and the revenue stream that would come because of a WrestleMania event. They didn't have any of that. So it all took place at the Performance Center in Orlando, as you well know, that two-day event. And the wrestlers did the best that they could. It still was a little bit off-putting because there was no fans. But I would give the performers, the wrestlers, a lot of credit because they did what they had to do to be able to put that show over with no fans. So the revenue that would come in for WrestleMania that is missing now, it's, it's it was no longer there because they didn't perform at Raymond James Stadium. So... That's strike two. And strike three is today. And even before that, um, the revival, the tag team, one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling was released. And everyone was happy about that. Oh, it's great to see that uh, the revival is released. Now they can go and do what they do best. And that's wrestle and show the world that they are the best or one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling. And I, I'm, I'm hoping the best for them because... I was always entertained by them in NXT. They come to WWE to get squashed because they're not entertaining enough, because they're not sports entertainment, because they are the closest thing to Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. They're the closest thing to Ole and Arn Anderson uh, that we've ever seen in wrestling. They're the closest thing to the Briscoes um, from the NWA days um, that we've ever seen. And so they're a great tag team, but they weren't funny, ha-ha enough, so now they've been released. Okay, good. So I think a lot of people around wrestling circles were happy that the Revival will now be able to do what they do. FTR is the hashtag for those two. But boy, today on the 15th, at noon today, Vince McMahon spoke with talent and other employees of WWE and let them know that there's going to be cuts. And in those cuts, he spoke that some talent would be let go. I have a list here, and I'm sure the list is longer than this with other personnel that we don't know, but the names of Drake Maverick, who we're going to hear from in a little bit, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, EC3, Leo Rush, Luke Gallows, Shane Helms, Eric Young, Heath Slater, all let go by the WWE. When it comes to some of these wrestlers, like Kurt Hawkins, there's so many people on the internet, so many people around the wrestling circles are rooting for wrestlers like Kurt Hawkins. As a matter of fact, Eric Bischoff said something just recently on his podcast, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, about how good Eric Young was in Impact Wrestling, about how much of a character he was and how good of a wrestler that he was. And he was never able to get traction after his time. Again, after being in NXT, he goes to WWE and his group goes, I believe that show is in San Diego, um, where he was. And nobody knew about his group that he was in. It was, a, it, was a, it was really, really interesting at the time NXT goes to WWE, gets squashed. Shane Helms, as we well know, is a terrific producer slash agent and was very entertaining as a, as a talent for the WWE, Not no longer there. Heath Slater, what, 14, 15 years in this company, never was able to get the real traction that he deserved. 
a little run with Rhino, the T-shirt, I Got Kids, and that was it for Heath Slater. Just never a guy that who had the talent, but never was a guy that can get over and was just in that same spot for many, many years. Carl Anderson, one of the Bullet Club members, right? Or the original OC, whatever. Carl Anderson, who was as hot as fire in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Carl Anderson let go. Uh, and I just was really disappointed in that because I, I believe that that tag team that Carl Anderson was in um, definitely should have been a lot further along uh, than uh, what the, they were pushed in the WWE. I was very disappointed in that. Leo Rush. Leo Rush is um, a terrific talent. We've seen some great matches with him and Angel Garza and NXT. He went through some issues. Um, as far as casting, that's one thing. I thought he got over with um, Bobby Lashley as his manager. Stepped away, went back into the ring, and had some really solid matches. Fun matches to watch. Let go. I mentioned Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick was let go by the WWE. He had some thoughts earlier in the day about his release from the company. So the thoughts there from uh, Drake Maverick, uh, it was a little bit low. Um, apologize for that, but that's kind of how it was recorded. But you could tell that he wasn't in his full Drake Maverick character. There's a reason because 
Uh, Mark Carano called him, as he mentioned, and he was let go because of the current climate. Of course, I'm sure that was what Carano and the WWE said, that, hey, you know, this is what's going on here because of COVID-19. we got to make some cuts. Um, it's not only COVID-19. I think it's the financial climate overall with the WWE when you don't have house shows, sorry, live events. You don't have WrestleMania. It's hard to, to keep people. So, as I mentioned, that's just part of the list. And then we take a look at the, some of the other uh, names in this list here, like uh, agents like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle being let go. That guy is a WWE Hall of Famer and uh, a terrific talent with the company, and he was let go. Uh, Aiden English also was let go. Aiden English was, I think, really stepped up in commentary. Of course, his his persona was not necessarily anything that I thought was was great as a singing wrestler, um, but I thought he really stepped up as far as his commentary on NXT UK um, and some of the other ancillary shows for the WWE. But he was let go. Uh, I see Lance Storm on this list. Lance Storm uh, was a just closed down his school in uh, Calgary left to work with the WWE, and now he's no longer there based on this list I see in front of me. Billy Kidman, who's been with the company for a long time, a former WCW guy, comes over and has been with the company for a long time, uh, released. Mike Rotunda, the father of Bray Wyatt, um, let go by the company. Mike Rotunda was a great wrestler for during his time. Um, Dave Finley, Fit Finley, who, again, uh, terrific talent, wrestled all over the world, agent uh, for this company, let go. Pat Buck from the Philadelphia area, only been with the company, I want to say maybe less than five years, but Pat Buck has got a real strong mind for the game. Uh, and I don't know if he'll open up his school slash uh, company again, but Pat Buck was... I've heard him in interviews really learn it when it comes to this business. Let go. Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, the uh, the crooked ref at one point, but part of that famed Armstrong family for many years um, in Continental, uh, in the South, with Bullet Bob Armstrong. Scott Armstrong was uh, a decent hand when he wrestled, but really good, good mind for the business. Sarah Stock also let go uh, among some of those producers. And then come to find out, here's a guy here, Mike Chioda. Mike Chioda's been Chioda's been with the uh, the organization since 1989 as a referee and let go today. It's crazy. Like, I mean, Mike Chioda has been in the WWE for a long, long time and has always been a solid referee. I can't think of times where Kyoto ever really screwed up or was, was bad. There was trust there in the ring when he was he was in that ring. And Kyoto let go today. Sarah Logan let go. Rowan, how about that? Sarah Logan, one thing. I think that Paul Heyman was pretty high on Sarah Logan. And then Rowan being let go today. That whole thing with the creature in the cage and it ended up being a mechanical spider. Just stupid creative. Uh, part of the Wyatt family for a while. And... Uh, I just thought that he was a, a really good monster talent uh, for the WWE as one of the big guys did not work. The Colognes, that's been a joke for a long time. Primo and Epico could never get their footing in this company. I just, um, there was a time where there was, you kind of felt, okay, maybe they're going to get something going. But again, you don't have any um, 
real use for tag teams in this company. Clearly, the WWE will never be a tag team territory, and the Primo and Epico, the Cologne brothers, uh, let go, but they were really rarely used on television. And then um, you see Mike and Maria Kanellis, right? So Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis um, were both let go. We will hear from both here because, you know, Mike Bennett, he just, again, a guy that has so much talent and he's part of some kind of weird thing that was going on with Maria Kanellis. I think that was written by one of the writers, written by Paul Heyman, this kind of the, the strange thing that was going on with uh, Mike and Maria where Maria was this, the dominant person that was like almost the male and female in that relationship. And Mike seemed like he was just the weakling. Just, it was just a weird creative for two very talented people. Let's hear from uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis, uh, about them being released by the WWE. So I wanted to put this video out um, while thoughts are still in my head. Um, I just want to thank everybody. Maria and I got released today from WWE, um, and it sucks. You know, we didn't we didn't see it coming. But there were a lot of talented men and women today that got released, and my heart breaks for them because I know them. I travel the road with them. They're super talented. But but beyond that, they're good humans. They're good people. They're family people. They're hard workers, and I'm so proud to call them friends and coworkers. Um, but. Thank you to all the fans and, and the supporters who have been there with me and Maria for as long as we've been doing this and have been there since I started at WWE or even before on the indies. I love you guys. You guys pour me. You guys have poured on the, this this love and support that I'll, I'll I'll never forget. I will never forget. And, and these times are tough. They're hard. But we're going to be all right. We are. We're going to get through this. Maria and I, we, we will get through this. We beat my addiction together. We will beat this. Marie and I are raising a family together. There's nothing we can't do. And you know, I know it's cliche, I know it's corny, but it, 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 it's so true. It really, it doesn't matter how hard you hit. It matters how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what it's all about. Life will constantly knock you down, but you have to get a back up and move forward. You have to keep going because what other choice do you have? You know, my wife just took Carver to his doctor's appointment today, and he's healthy. Two months old, and he's super healthy. Freddie's upstairs sleeping right now. She's super healthy, and that's all that matters. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank the McMahon family. I want to thank Triple H. I want to thank everyone who let this this, this, this little kid in a grown man's body live out his dream. And I want to thank all the fans, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. I love each and every one of you. Hello, WWE Universe fans, WWE talent, the officials, my family, I want to say thank you. Not a lot of people get the opportunity to not only go one time and do what they love, but to have that opportunity twice. And WWE gave me that opportunity twice. And even though it did not go as I planned, it still happened. I still was able to perform in Evolution and at the Royal Rumble. I was still able to have one more WrestleMania moment. And that moment didn't happen in front of the fans. 
It happened backstage when I was able to hold my daughter and take photos with her. And maybe that seems far removed from my character the first time I was in WWE, but priorities change, things change. Right now, hell, we are experiencing so much change in this world. But I wanted to thank WWE and thank the WWE universe for giving me that opportunity to take my daughter to her first WrestleMania. This year, we were going to take my son as well. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But so many people miss their first WrestleMania, whether it is as a spectator or as a performer. And today, so many guys and girls are losing their jobs, not only in WWE, but around the world in all different professions. I'm grateful that I have a healthy family. My mother works in healthcare. She works in a nursing home. My brother works in a prison. My sister-in-law works at a hospital. Every day I pray for their safety and their health. Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis, married couple with kids, both out on the street, courtesy of the WWE. There's a lot of names in this list. I'm going to stop here and talk a little bit about Zack Ryder. You know, there are some people that worked in the company, used to work in the company of the WWE, that will make excuses for Vince McMahon, make excuses for the WWE. And it is, um, I think that the truth is always going to be the most important part of any story, especially when it comes to the WWE, the truth is always the most important thing. Like, not hyperbole, not what if, not white lies, but the truth. And the truth is, is that Vince McMahon has been able to provide um, a spot for wrestlers to be able to live their dream, men and women, and also people in the back that love this company or love watching the WWE or grew up watching the company. He gives them an opportunity to work in a juggernaut of a company, the biggest company in North America, one of the biggest companies in all of the world when it comes to pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. But one thing that is not deniable, you cannot deny that the WWE slash Vince McMahon has a hard time allowing wrestlers to grow organically. It's wrong. It's wrong. I think that just because you have an army of writers or just because Vince McMahon has his ideas on your character doesn't mean that you can't be able to grow outside of the creative. And Zack Ryder was someone who organically was able to grow. Having his YouTube series, no other wrestler was doing that on a regular basis. A YouTube series, Long Island Ice-Z, having his own show, The True Long Island Story the internet champion. All these things are happening back in 2011. Publishing his YouTube series and having fun with the fans outside of the arena, outside of the creative that was given to him. And McMahon snuffed that right out. He snuffed that out as quickly as he can snuff out a yes movement for Daniel Bryan. And that's just wrong. 
on one hand, yeah, you're getting the opportunity to work for this juggernaut, this mega company like the WWE. And you have to do what they say. You have to uh, tweet what they want you to tweet. You've got to be able to toe the line. But at the same time, you're not a prisoner. But some consider the WWE as a prisoner. You're getting paid, sure. You have generational wealth for some. But I feel bad for Zack Ryder today. Because Zack Ryder, all of 6'2", 230 pounds, always looks good, always tanned, uh, always got the crowd behind him. But yet was used sparingly, continue to be used sparingly. And I just never understand that. A guy been in the company, what, 12, 15 years? He's 34 years age, he's going to be 35 on May 14th. He's been in the company forever and was just a one-time Intercontinental Champion. He got his WrestleMania moment climbing a ladder to get the championship. A one-time United States Champion and a two-time Raw Tag Team Champion. Yeah, he lived the dream, but he could have been so much more. The fans wanted him to be so much more. And because of that, Vince snuffed it out. He could have easily given the fans what they wanted. But then when Zach hurts himself after winning the Intercontinental Championship, uh, then it's like, oh, right back down to the bottom of the ladder after all those years. And some of the wrestlers that we're talking about that were released are those same wrestlers that are on the road 300 times a, a year. But can never get into... Not the main event, because everybody can't get in the main event, but can't even get on regular shows on Raw and SmackDown. Can't even be part of the pay-per-views every year, every month, every two or three months. Can't get into a program. There's a million wrestlers that are sitting back in, in creative, uh, in catering, with creative trying to figure out, hey, can you get something for me? Is there something for me? No, there's something for you, but you can still be on the roster because we need you on the road to get beat. <laughs> I feel bad for Zack Ryder today because Zack Ryder deserved more from the WWE. There's a lot of wrestler, wrestling fans that supported Zack Ryder. And it was getting pops big time when he would come out there because now he's deemed special. You've kept him down so long, now he gets big cheers because he's special, even though you know he's going to lose. But just like the ultimate underdog, Zack Ryder, the guy that deserved more, that didn't get more. Too bad. It really is. So Zack Ryder's released, and so was No Way Jose. <laughs> boy, oh boy. As soon as No Way Jose got the Adam Rose gimmick of a whole bunch of fans or a whole bunch of his followers following him, I mean, it just it, you just knew it was over. If you remember the Adam Rose gimmick, where it, I thought it was over, and of course it got over with the fans, people enjoyed it, and of course Vince killed it. Uh, no Way Jose got that same, you know, dancing around. No Way Jose. No Way Jose. Yeah, he was a dancing guy. And, like, that was cool, but you knew that had limitations. And then he was part of that whole Adam Rose gimmick. And that was it. That was the end for No Way Jose. So, as you might have heard, I am no longer with WWE. Uh, so I wanted just take this time to say thank you for everybody who reached out to me so far. Uh, there's a lot of you. Thanks for being fans. Thanks for whether you cheered for me, booed for me, danced with me, thought it was silly. Uh, just thank you for making it all worthwhile. Uh, thank WWE and um, everybody involved, everybody in the back. The locker room's amazing stories for days and memories. 
gonna last forever and hopefully this ain't the last time you see me uh you never know but with this pandemic you know everybody just stay safe it's affecting lives all over the world and um just stay safe take care of yourself take care of your loved ones um and just take this thing seriously uh, i didn't know going to raw you know this last time would be the last time for a while uh, i would let it soak in just a little bit more but um <laughs> until next time you know it's your boy no way jose <laughs> There he is, No Way Jose. Still got the smile going, had the headband on and the big wild hair. No Way Jose let go. And also, here's another guy, EC3. This is where you just don't understand where the company's going with some of these guys. EC3 got so lost in the sauce, but when he's with NXT, you start to see growth, right? And this is where Triple H looked at EC3 coming off of that TNA TV and said, you know what? We're going to keep your name. You're going to be Ethan Carter III, but you'll be EC3, and we're going we're gonna to build you. And he had some good matches. But guess what happened? He went to the main roster, and that was the end. All of a sudden, EC3 was running behind everyone else trying to get the 24-7 title. He's got a great body. He's got a great mind. It was the second time with the WWE, and you would think... That coming off that impact wrestling, that TNA TV, some of the things that he did on there, hey, he's ready to go, right? No, 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 no. So he was cut today, and this was a very interesting uh, video that he posted on his Twitter at the real EC3. Very interesting. Warning. If you're watching this, this warning is for you. Every second of your life you spend staring at this screen is another second of your life wasted. Aimlessly watching, commenting, scrolling, liking, sharing, trolling. Is your life so empty and hollow inside that you have to vicariously live through someone else? A celebrity, a musician, an actor, a politician, a blue check mark, a superstar. Do you read everything you're supposed to read? Do you watch everything you're supposed to watch, like what you're supposed to like, eat what you're supposed to like, think what you're supposed to think? Stop treading water. Challenge yourself. Damage yourself. Claim your individuality or you will become a statistic. Find your purpose. I have. And now I am everything you are not. You have been warned. Here is what EC3 tweeted on the EC3 character synopsis. Created by a perfect storm of frustration, angst, restraint, solitude, and the sense of losing everything, the character of EC3 forced himself to consider the unconceivable, that he was defeated. That's what he tweeted. He also says refusing to accept that as a reality, EC3 has become dedicated to a new cause, achieving self-actualization, finding purpose, destroying a moniker he felt never had an opportunity to live up to his potential, the top 1%. EC3 embraces suppressed 
inhibitions, foregoing a persona that has a penchant for the finer things, attire, appearance, possessions, and a welcoming yet always professional personality in an evolution into an uber minch in a leather jacket. Purified by the pain of regret and driven by a primal purpose, EC3 finds fuel in his repressed masculinity. EC3 becomes the manifestation of a violent nihilism. Okay. <laughs> With EC3's evolution comes uh, an all-encompassing ideology. EC3 becomes a walking, talking, cultural commentator railing against the numbing confines of postmodern existence. Uh, and it's really a, a long um, thread, but his hashtag ultimately is free EC3. Hashtag free EC3. Okay. So uh, <laughs> some deep thoughts there from the character EC3. Now what happens to his career? There's a guy there that deserved more, did not get more from the WWE. WWE writer Andrea Listenberg, uh, who was writing the Mandy Otis storyline, which apparently has been dropped from several places I've read. That was a big waste of time. Um, so she's gone. And no more Rusev Day. Never understood the Rusev Day thing. I know that got over with some crowds in WWE. Rusev was a monster. It could have been a monster heel. And then they put him into this love triangle with Bobby Lashley and Lana. And just so stupid. Just so ridiculous. So Rusev is gone. Um, let me see what else is. Uh, Alexander Chasik is gone. Deanna Perrazzo who I thought was on the rise in this company, was gone. Announcer Jerry Soto is gone. MJ Jenkins, Ace, Ace Steele, also gone from the WWE. Leo Rush had some things to say uh, on the Say Last show. Um, some thoughts from Leo Rush about being released by the WWE. Definitely, man. Uh, you know, I just want to... There's a lot that I'm that I'm passionate about, uh, and a lot of people sometimes mistake that for cockiness or or arrogance because of you know my age and and how much I've accomplished in my my life or my career. Um, but you know I hope and I pray that people can just see that you know I love this business. I'm passionate about it. Um, I understand this business. Uh, I know a lot of people get get worked up and, and throw throw knives at me constantly on a daily basis. But hey, I I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for just simply interacting. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for what's to come in the future. Whatever the future may hold, who knows with 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 all of the craziness that's going on right now. But. Um, you know, uh, a lot of things are up in the air right now uh, with me, but I just want to show people that, you know, I got love for this. Um, I'm hungry. I'm passionate. I'm driven as always. And um, I'm just looking forward to, to what's to come. Some thoughts there from uh, Leo Rush. Looking forward to the future. Uh, Leo Rush talking are right there. Uh, so it's uh, amazing. Some of these names, so many talented, uh, not not only just agents slash producers, but just talent. 
Now, there's more names on this list. I'm sure more that will come out. Um, but I want to point this out. There is good news. Once we are over this pandemic and once there is professional wrestling, even if there's no fans uh, for the foreseeable future in some of these venues, the names I mention, all these names, are going to be able to really enhance all other organizations around North America and around the world. So even though this is a dark day for professional wrestling in the WWE, this could be a light for AEW. This could be something new for MLW. This could be something great for the NWA. This very could very good for a Ring of Honor. This could be very good for independents across the country. This could be good for Impact Wrestling. It could be good for Japan. It could be good for Mexico. It could be good for um, the UK and all over this world for professional wrestling once wrestling is back in full swing. Because you can't tell me that wrestlers like Kurt Hawkins can't be able to be in a position to really succeed or a wrestler like um, like Luke Gallows or Carl Anderson, a tag team that dominated the New Japan scene. You can't tell me that Eric Young doesn't have something left in the tank or Heath Slater who never was able to get over the way he should in the WWE. You can't tell me that you cannot use brilliant minds like Lance Storm Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda in the back, Fit Finley in the back, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, who's got a, a plethora of knowledge in this business from his family, or a Kurt Angle, or a Kurt Angle. All of these wrestlers and wrestling personalities that were let go, these are people that we can see on other spots. And yes, at the WWE, but it didn't have to be. It could be in a lot of different places where you like wrestling. And if you're just part of the WWE universe and you don't care about anything else, then this conversation is not for you. But I look at it on the bright side. Yeah, it's it's bleak. It's horrible that people lost their jobs today. Um, I, I'll speak for myself. Uh, my hours were cut. Uh, I didn't lose my job at ESPN 1000, but my hours were cut. So I'm going to be moving, so losing some shows here for the foreseeable future because of what's going on with COVID-19. Bottom line is, though, is that when it comes to the wrestling, um, what's great is, is that these wrestlers, these talented men and women will have an opportunity to show their wares in other places. I would love to see some of these people uh, show up in MLW and help that brand. I'd love for them to be in AEW and just surprise people, show up in the NWA and help that uh, a brand there that's on the rise. Uh, and all Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, all these other places, because it's great. It only will it will help. They will all be now attractions. Many of these men and women will be attractions in other places. Be like, oh, I remember Drake Maverick, or I remember Kurt Hawkins, or I remember Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. I remember these wrestlers um, that were let go in the WWE. Well, now they're in an organization I watch. And now I want to see what their second gear is. Away from the WWE, how much, how different will they be? That's a positive for sure, and I'm looking forward to um, that happening because there's way too much talent now that's going to be available, and too much knowledge that were released by the WWE, and even after COVID nineteen, there will be some companies that will be able to afford uh, some of this talent, and boy, that only makes the wrestling business even better. Rechecking the list here from uh, Wrestling Observer and a couple of other sources, Ace Steel, Serena Deeb, and also Kendo Kashin 
Uh, they were WWE Performance Center coaches. They were also uh, let go today. So some of the people from Orlando from the Performance Center, Serena DB, remember, she signed on as a coach in February 2018. She was part of that uh, straight edge society in which her hair was shaved, if you remember that, which was a great um, that was a great piece of business right there from uh, CM Punk. And, of course, the Straight Edge Society was also cut because, well, it was an idea by CM Punk. And, well, that didn't last very long because, well, because Vince or because of the uh, writers in the back. Either way, uh, so they were let go, too. So not only the other WWE personnel, but also some of the WWE Performance Center coaches let go as well. So, as I mentioned, really tough day. A couple other things I want to point out um, that there have been a number of wrestling fans that have talked about how how difficult it is to be able to uh, really buy into wrestling without fans. And I've gotten this several times, more than several times, actually. People asking me, what do you think of wrestling without fans? And I will say this on the WWE side of things and some other uh, companies as well. Just go back even just six months ago and just watch a, a Monday Night Raw just randomly. Not big cities like Chicago, New York City, New Jersey, not Toronto, not Los Angeles, not Houston. Um, I just want you to take a look at Montreal. You can throw them in there as well. I just want to take a look at just middle of the country Monday Night Raw. And just watch the fans sit on their hands while the action's going on for three hours. Now, of course, you got to give the fans something to be excited about. But it doesn't mean that you cannot root on the uh, men and women that are working hard in that ring every single Monday night, every single Tuesday on Impact, every Wednesday on AEW and XT, every Thursday night, every Friday night on SmackDown, every Saturday night on MLW, um, the NWA, um, the weekends with Ring of Honor and all the other companies in between that are running television or running a house show. You see, what's happened is, is that now the WWE fan is not going to get excited unless Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair or John Cena or, or Shawn Michaels or some of these other people come from the back and they come in and they're on camera because that's the good old days of wrestling for some, right? Every single week, fans sit on their ass and don't do anything. There's no excitement. There's no throwing babies in the air, as Jim Cornette used to say. There isn't that excitement like it used to be for, for wrestling matches to be able to buy in and just let yourself go. Look how many wrestling fans just sit and just watch. Don't get excited about any action because I understand that many wrestling fans have seen it before. Oh, they've seen it all before. They know what's going to happen or they read about it online or they've seen these different moves before. doesn't mean that you can't root on for your favorite wrestlers. There's so many people that support Daniel Bryan and there, there's a yes movement there. But for the most part, 85% of that, that uh, roster for the WWE does not get a reaction until the pinfall happens. And even then, it's it's kind of questionable. It's kind of 50-50. So when I hear uh, wrestling aficionados or wrestling fans say, you know, this whole thing, this empty arena thing, it's, it's kind of weird with no fans. What what difference does it make? The fans that are there don't say anything. So what, why does it make a difference? The small NWA studio show that they're doing, there's more fan interaction there than a 20,000-seat arena for a random WWE show. And that's real talk. 
Um, the same thing with AEW. AEW, there's a lot more uh, fan interaction. They get into it. They're loud. More times than not, an AEW, AEW show, when they were on the road, there were fans that were into the match. And yeah, it doesn't matter if you like the action or not. I couldn't care less about that. What I care about is to have that interaction. I've been to three AEW shows in Chicago, and that's not a good measuring stick because Chicago is hot for everything. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a crummy match or a great or a five-star match. Chicago is always going to be hot. It's, it's, it is the best wrestling city in the country. And I know if you're listening like in overseas in the UK or if you're listening in, in Ireland and uh, or listening in from New York or my friends in San Francisco, you're going to take an homage, you're going to take umbrage with that. But that's how I feel. Like this is Chicago is the epicenter for great wrestling action historically. And it's passed down from generation to generation. And we get hot for everything. We love everything. Um, so um, I, when people say I miss the, the sound of the fans, what sound? Fan, the modern fan in a lot of places don't say anything. Especially the WWE on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Just go back. Just go back three, three to six months. There's been great, terrific action in ring, and the fans just sit on their ass. So what difference does it make whether or not there's fans there or not? I just think that's that's kind of funny. Um, next week, I'll ad- address the Dark Side of the Ring. I've been watching it. I just watched the Superfly Snooka Dark Side of the Ring this morning uh, on Tuesday morning, the 15th. Uh, I will get into that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Wednesday, the 15th. See? I don't even know what day it is. The 15th of uh, April. I, t- I got a chance to watch it this morning. And um, I'll address that uh, in our next conversation uh, about professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. We'll definitely get into that because it's from the Benoit in that documentary to the Snooker. Oh, man. It, it's, just, it's, it's so much. The Brawl for All. There's, there is, this has really been a good season for that show. All right, don't forget, you can always email me, uthpods at outlook.com. It's uthpods at outlook.com. Of course, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. It's WrestlingTWT. And don't forget the YouTube page, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday there. All right, let's do it next Tuesday. Uh, Unless there's breaking news, there might be more content because the Vince McMahon conference call is supposed to take place on Thursday, the, the 16th of April. We'll put that up. If we get audio of that, we'll put that right here in the same space of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And as always, I appreciate your support of the show. Tell people, tell people, Jonathan Hood's talking wrestling. Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday could be twice a week, sometimes three times a week, depending on the information that we're getting. It is a dark day, but as brighter days ahead for you and me as professional wrestling fans, because some of that talent that was released, we're going to see them in our local area, I'm pretty sure of it, and I'm looking forward to it away from the WWE and so they can show what they can do. All right, talk to you soon. Stay safe. Stay safe.